second Timothy 3.15. Hallelujah. So we continue our study again on the character of God. Second Timothy 3.15. says, As from a child, thou hast known the holy scriptures, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation, through faith which is in Christ Jesus. And all scriptures is written by the inspiration of God, and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, and for correction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect and thoroughly furnished unto all good works. And we said that a man of God must be skillful to explain or teach the scriptures. And I said, told you that. Uh, the word perfect there in verse 17 is from the Greek word hatios, A-R-T-I-O-S, and it implies to be fitted for, ready to function, to be adequate. And it was used historically for a special training. And I told you, I said, the minister of the gospel is not just ready, it is must be ready to function. And how must he be ready to function? He must be ready to function through the message of the scriptures. So that is, you must be skilled on how to explain the scriptures. You must. So that means if somebody asks you questions, there is a skill to how to answer the questions. You cannot just... Um, um, you, you can't just um, be a Christian who is very like a daisical, a bad Bible study. Because if we think, we, we must learn to think the scriptures very important. We must learn to take the scriptures very important. And the word thoroughly furnished there is the word exathizo. And it implies to furnish, that is, it is ready. It is fulfilled. It is done. So it means that you are like a Bible study like this, like after we finish this series on the character of God now, I expect that your mind is clear. That's done. You, are, you know when they say, um, gold, pass through the fire, pass through everything, and it comes out and is refined, is done. So I believe after like some years in this church, you must have been refined in Bible study and you are fully kitted to be able to train others. In, um, in teaching men the gospel. So, a man of God must be thoroughly furnished unto all good work. And he was referring to Timothy, and he was telling Timothy that he must be skillful. And now, what will he be skillful for? He must be skillful to explain salvation through faith in Christ Jesus from the scriptures. So, you cannot just, you shouldn't just have an idea of the Bible. Do you notice that many of the places, if you have walked through the, all the sections we've done now so far, do you notice that most of the places that we have walked through, all the places that we have seen in the scriptures, are places that you have probably read before, they've taught you before, they've shown you in Sunday school before, but you just did not understand it. You just did not see the difference between the Elohim, the Eloah, <laughs> You just everything is God, God, God. You, you were just, you just did not look at it properly. How many of you noticed that that was what happened? You see, angel of God. You see, the Lord said you did not think that I was going on with angel of the Lord said, the, and that's because 
you were not painstaking with Bible study. It's just like, and I tell people, it's just like, even your, I, I will use, I know that one of the courses that give a lot of science students trouble the most is anatomy. It's just like an anatomy um, textbook, right? Just imagine picking up anatomy and just like a dicically reading it. You would like a dicically fail. <laughs> you must painstakingly read the anatomy, right? I mean, I know that a lot of people used to have sleepless nights in anatomy when they want to take anatomy exam. Those those are the cause anatomy and maybe psychology or something, though physiology or something, biochemistry, all those things, physics, uh, whatever. Thank God I did not go through that route. <laughs> so let me use my route now. Just imagine you are studying politics. You are using history. You got to be basic. Someone saying, what's that? A lot of you are even looking at me like, what's that? <laughs> if I stole you. <laughs> you have to be painstaking on that. Honestly, you have to. You can't miss details. They can tell you what year was this happening, what year did this happen. You have to give the exact date. Oh, in 1778, this and that happened. Yeah. If I ask some of you now, who was the 41th president of the United States? You can't, you don't even know. 41. <laughs> that's, that's. Yep. He's, tr he's trying to think about it. <laughs> You guessed, my friend. You don't even know. Yeah, you would check it. A preacher of the gospel. <laughs> All right, look at it. A preacher of the gospel must not just have an idea of the scriptures. He must not be lazy with the scriptures. He must have a well proper understanding and and you as a christian you are a preacher of the scripture tell your neighbor say i'm a preacher, I'm a preacher of, the bible. of the bible no you're not saying it like you mean it. I'm a preacher of the bible. so you're a preacher of the bible you must be ready to preach so he so you must be skillful you must be ready to explain the scriptures so you must be well fitted and ready to function and this is because the reasons the mind of many believers are colored, clouded, and confused about the character of God, like I said, is the lack of inconsistency with doctrine. And that results to an, a lazy approach. A lot of Christians or preachers have a very lazy approach to the Bible. Even you. Some of you still have a lazy approach to the Bible. Just take the Bible and say, you are reading for Reba. Uh, not forsaking, not cast down. And you go. You say, today, the Lord told me not forsaking, not cast down. <laughs> I remember I saw something, one person status one time. But they say, I think not persecuted or not forsaken. And I, ah, do you know what this scripture is all about? But they say, ah, not forsaking, no. Uh, I said, Paul was writing as touching persecution. Are you going through persecution? He said, you're not forsaking or cast down. And you know, look, and now we now have Instagram. Who gives you memes? Now, we are not living in the world of memes where people just take a scripture and just do their own thing with it. Now, there's now street church on Instagram where they just explain <laughs> their own scripture the way they want. 
Now, now there's something I'm seeing. They say, God, I beg. God, I beg. Means God, please. God, please. So it's not say, God, please take one in the morning. God, please take one in the afternoon. God, please take one in the night. Different. <laughs> different. Different dosage of. Different dosage. Different things. But that should not happen. As believers, we must not allow that we must be studious. Second Timothy 2 verse 15 says, study to show thyself approved. Go there. Second Timothy 2 verse 15. It says, study to show thyself approved. A workman. I got this. Workman that needed not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. So that means if you can rightly divide the word of truth, you can also do what? Wrongly divide the word of truth. So, you must be studious with the scriptures. You must. So, you must take Bible study with utmost priority. You must take it. You know, I, I gave you an example. Was it not on Saturday? And I said that just the same way you don't mass produce doctors. You know how long it takes for people to enter medical school? You know how long it takes for people to enter nursing school, law school? Because those ones and do critical situations. That is how it is for, this, for the preacher also. You don't just wake up one morning and just say, I want to start a church. I want to start preaching. You must be sure what you are doing. Are you getting what I'm saying? You must know the message. You must be ready to preach the message. Alright, so we, we're studying the character of God. And this boils down also to the character of God. Like I said, a lot of people, the reason why they have the perception of God the way they have it is because they don't know the character of God. They don't understand the character of God. We saw in Luke 9, it says, The Son of Man have come not to destroy men's life, but to save men's life. So it means God does not destroy men's life. God only comes to save men's life. So it would mean that if I am a preacher of God's word, I must be clear on explaining to men that God's character is to explain or to save men's life. So I must not be the author of destruction. Because God is not the author of destruction. He is not. He says that you will have life and have life abundantly. He now told you in John 10 that the thief cometh not to steal, to kill, right? But to destroy. He says, but I have come that you will do what? Have life and have life abundantly. You see the two separate things. But you know what people will do? People will tell you God can still do it. Jesus already divided that for you. I have not come to steal, to kill, and to destroy. The only thing I have come is to give you life. So, if you now see stealing or killing in the scripture, can you say that is not God? You can safely say that's not God. So, if you see destructions in the scripture, you can safely say it's not God. But if you see where people are good, can you say that's God? Yeah. So, now, what happened? Why is different things written as do? It is God. So that's what we study. And we ended the last section with the worship of angels. And um, let's go back to, let's pick it up from that place. Um, Colossians 2 verse 18. Colossians 2 verse 18. What does Paul mean by worshiping of angels? Because a lot of people are sliding into different things in our world today. Colossians 2 verse 18. 
Are you there? Colossians 2 verse 18. It says, or let, let's start from the preceding text. In verse 14, it says, Blotting out the outwriting of ordinances that was against us, which was contrary to us, and took it out of the way, nailing it to the cross. And having spoiled principalities and power, he made a show of them openly, triumphing, them, triumphing over them in it. And that says, Let no man judge you in meat or in drink, or in respect to holy day, or of the new moon, or of the Sabbath day. It says, We shall a shadow of things to come, but the body is Christ. It now says, uh, in, the, in the proceeding text, that says, Let no man beguile you of your reward in voluntary humility and worshipping of angels, intruding those things which he had not seen, vainly puffed up by his fleshly mind. In verse 19, it says, And not holding the head from all the body, by joints and bands, having nourishment ministered and knit together, increased with the increase of God. Wherefore, if ye be dead with Christ from the if ye be dead with Christ from the rudiment of the word, why as though living in the world as ye are subject to ordinance? Verse twenty one. It says, "Touch not, taste not, and do not, which are which all are to perish and using after the commandment that the doctrines of men." Verse twenty three says, "Which things have indeed show of wisdom and in will of humility and." Neglecting of the body, not in honor of satisfying the flesh. So Paul was describing the law of Moses, the ordinances of meat, drink, of holy day, new moon, Sabbath, touch not statements. He was describing the law of Moses. So he explained that those practices instituted or was instituted by the law of Moses. And they were figurative that these they were types and shadows, and it was describing them and it was describing them as a voluntary worshipping or religion of angel. And I told you I said the word worshipping there is from the Greek word treskia, T-H-R-E-S-K-E-I-A. It implies religion. Religion. And um and I told you I said that it's um it's, Paul was referring to one's religion, religion of angel, that is something you tremble. And I said it was using the word stresscos in the verb form, and it means something you fear or tremble. So, man, so we can safely say those practices that Paul was instituting, or Paul was listening here, was instituting or was instituted by Moses. And he described them as a voluntary worshipping or religion of angels. So in other words, man was conducting his life in accordance to the law of Moses. Or a man conducting... Now, I will explain it this way. We can safely say a man conducting his life according to the law of Moses 
is worshipping angels or the religion of angels. You know there are people who, who, who practice the law of Moses. Who gave the law? Moses. Moses. Who helped Moses to give the law? Angel. Are you catching it now? Now, we will soon study something very soon. Hold on. So we say, ah, what's going on? Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. So now, such practices are not in line with Jesus and what the apostles taught. Because in the New Testament, see, in the New Testament, then we have the mind of Christ. We have the revelation of Christ. All the wisdom, all the knowledge, all the understanding of Father, all the understanding of Father is found in Christ. So we are not to learn God from angels. You and I, you know, I did a distinction for you. You and I are not to learn God from angels. We have received the spirit of truth. And he guides us in all truth. John 16 verse 13. He guides us in all truth. John 16 verse 12, 13 and 14. You can read that. Jesus says, when the spirit of truth is come, it will guide you into all the truth. So we have the mind of Christ. We have the explanation of God in Christ Jesus. And angels, I told you, I say angels learn from the manifold wisdom of God from the church. Look at 1 Corinthians 2 verse 10. 1 Corinthians 2 verse 10. 1 Corinthians 2 verse 10. It says, But God hath revealed them to us by His Spirit. He now says, Ye the deep things of God, such as all things are the deep things of God. For what a man knoweth, um, for what um, for what man for what man knoweth the things of a man, save the spirit of man, which is in him. Even so the things of God knoweth no man, but the spirit of God. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God, that we might not we might know the things that are freely given to us of God, which things also we speak, not in the words which man's not in the words which man's wisdom teacheth, but which the Holy Ghost teacheth, comparing spiritual things with, with spiritual. But the natural man receiveth not the things of God. No, for they are foolishness unto him, neither can he know them, because they are spiritually designed. In verse 15, that says, But ye that are spiritual judgeth all things, but he that is, uh, he that is, he, he, yet he himself is judge of no man. For who hath known the mind of the Lord, that he may instruct him? But we do what? We have the what? The mind of Christ. So you and I have received the Spirit of God, which is, the, which is of God. So we know all things. Tell your neighbor, so we know all things. We know all things. We know all things. So like I said again, in that Colossians 2 that we read, Paul was explaining those practices that were instituted by the law of Moses as a figurative expression. Touch not, taste not, all of those things, do and do and all of those things. And they were types and shadows. So he described them as a voluntary worship, worshiping or a religion of angels. So in other words, a, any man who is conducting his life in accordance to the law of Moses is worshiping angels or the religion of angels. So when Paul was explaining in that Colossians 2 verse 18 to 22, he summarized that dispensation and he makes us to see it as legalism. The worship or the religion of angels, Angelus Treskia, because it's like saying the angels gave them something and they are worshiping and they are following that law. It's like saying, now, 
What did God give them? God gave them the third commandment. They didn't want the third commandment and they now decided to worship, to follow Moses' law. If you read it in Exodus 20, let's go back to that Exodus 20. I just want to show you something. Where the law and the third commandment was given. Go back to that Exodus 20. Go back to that Exodus 20. He says in verse 1, I'll, I'll wait for you. I want to show you something. If you read from verse 1, are you there? I'll wait for you. You're there, right? All right. He says, And God spake all these words, saying, I am the Lord thy God, which brought thee out of the land of Egypt and out of bondage. Now, you cannot say this is angel. The Lord God brought them out of Egypt. Are you seeing it now? Are you Who delivered them from the hands of Pharaoh? Is God, right? Yeah, exactly. So, it says, And you shall have no other gods before me now. This is the third commandment. If you read down from all of this list, this to verse 17. <coughs> Sorry. It says, Thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's wife, and thou shalt covet thy uh, thou shalt not covet their neighbor's wife and their house of Israel. Now, that was the Ten Commandments. Now, in verse 18, he says, And all the people saw the thunderings, and all the lightnings, and all, this, <laughs> and all the noise of the trumpet, and all the mountains smoking. When the people saw it, they removed and stood afar off. And they said, Moses, speak to us. We will not hear. Now, the Lord gave them ten commandments. Because of they say no, mm -mm, we don't want it. Now God, what look at what now happened? Verse 19. Then it says, The Lord said, and they said to Moses, Speak to us, and we will hear. Let God speak to us, lest we die. If you have listened to oh, some of you were not there. In your day would have listened to this. Favor would know this. I did a study some years ago on Moses and the book of Exodus. In my house, when I was teaching in in India, in, in Indiana, yes, that's when I did show me your glory. But I first did Moses at the Book of Exodus. Then I explained this there. I think you should get a message from me if you want to. I don't wish you to listen to it. I will explain it later. As I know, I don't know how she evilly got damaged. I will use the word evil. <laughs> I think. You, oh, is you that recorded it? Oh, you have the message too. Oh, don't delete it. He <laughs> says, but let's go. So Moses said unto the people, fear not, for God is not come to prove you. And the people stood afar off, you see? So this was, so now look at in verse 21. Look at chapter 21. So they, you remember, in 20, they did not want to hear God, right? In, they said, Moses talked to us. Look at verse 21, when Moses now started talking. He says, now, these are what? The judgment which thou shalt set before them. If that ban Hebrew servant, six years, that shall start. He started, he started his law. Verse 7. If a man sell his daughter to his husband, she shall not go out of the men's servant. <laughs> That's, he, he started the law. Because now he is speaking. Are you seeing it? He gave the Ten Commandments was of God. He's, there was now the law of Moses. Are you seeing it? Are you, are you getting it? So, are you seeing where, are you not seeing where, how the mediator came from? In the sense that, and you know, that, that still happens today. You know, many at times, the pastor will just tell you, write down your prayer request. Put it down. I will, and the pastor will pour oil on it and say, in Jesus' name, this and that and that. Are, are you seeing that they are acting like how Moses did in those days too? That is how it works. When we start, see, 
If I come, see, let me tell you something, church, and I'm ought to be sincere with you from the scriptures. The very minute I start giving you people symbols, I start telling you, take holy water, and this will bless you. I am sliding into the worship of Moses. That's what Moses did with them. He was just giving them, oh yeah, God never, as at this time, they've not even built a temple. God did not require a temple made with ants. The temple is our body. Moses knew. That's why he never became the chief priest. That's why he told his brother, Aaron, he said, oh yeah, you, be the chief priest. He was worshiping worship them from afar. They've not, it was from after year, the practices started. They started building altar. They started building um, temple. They started doing different things. It's from this point upward. Proud to this time, everybody was still okay. Are you getting what I'm saying? So, if I come to service now and I start saying, there's one anointing hoy that will bless your life. Rub it, put it on your exam, put it on your biro when you want to write uh, exam. Or, and, you know, there was a period where anointed biro started selling too. Oh, I'm sure you, you must have known those things. You grew up in Lagos now. You should have known those things. <laughs> Oh, you don't know, but you've heard. It's possible. You, oh, I like the word. It was possible. <laughs> so, so, different things like that. When we start using mediums, I give you prayer shawl. I say, use prayer shawl to pray. When you want to pray, lay it on the floor. Then, now, you now start praying. As if the prayer shawl will be the one that will answer your prayer. That, then I am sliding into the worship of angels. Are you getting it? Are you getting it now? So you see, the worship of Israel is not necessarily worshiping a being. You can be worshiping. You can be following the practice of Moses now, and you will not know that you are worshiping the angels. Are you seeing it? Are you seeing it now? See. So remember, I told you who helped Moses in in coordinating the law. Now let me explain what what was going on. Now, if you fault, starting from this Exodus, um, Exodus twenty one now. Look at Exodus 21. You start seeing any man. Look at the verse, verse, Exodus 21, verse 26. Say, if any man smite the eye of a servant, the eye of a he shall go free for the eye's sake. Different, a tooth for a tooth. Look at the verse 27. A tooth, different, different law. You shall see 22. There's still even law. 23. Chapter 23. There's still law. Look at it. There were over 630 six, six something laws. Now, and if you fail one, you fail all. <laughs> you 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 defect in one, you defect in all. So and somebody was backing Moses up in that in that law. So that is your idea see that and angels were involved. Angels were the one carrying the operations out with Moses. So let's say you do something now, now and the punishment is to die. They won't kill you physically. You. Moses will not shoot a gun at you and kill you. The involvement of angels were working with Moses to do it. So what we now read in the scripture is that God was using Moses to kill or God was killing. It's just like that story of Miriam, Abiram and Abiram. You know God does not kill. So who was working with Moses to do those things? Angels. Are you getting it? Now, so it was basically that way and we are going to get there. So, when we start, so if I come now and I say, let's say you do something to me now, and a man of God, and I say, I curse you. You know, some people say, God, um, if your parent curse you, it can still be reversed. If uh, your teacher curse you, it can still be reversed. But if your pastor curse you, <laughs> they say, if your pastor curse you, the ground will open up to swallow you. If the ground really open up to swallow you, 
then that's the activity of the law of sin and death which angels were walking in play that's evil spirit and that's worship of angels is it make how many of you is making sense to you now all right i know you are thinking i know it's good to think now look at hebrews 1 hebrews 1 we already looked at hebrews 1 verse 3 we already looked at hebrews 1 verse 3 to 14 and i told you that if you look at the first if you, if you look at the first if, if you look at hebrews and we're going to explain all of these things i've said i just gave you a summary to get your hair thinking i'm going to explain it properly maybe not today but along the way hebrews 3 verse if you look at hebrews 1 verse 3 to uh, 14 he says, who in the brightness of his glory, the impressive image of his presence, upholding all things by his word and power, and all of those things. If you read down, because of my time, I'm trying to, I'm trying to run now. The first thing you, he did in, in verse 1 to 3, in Hebrews 1 verse 1 to 3, is that the writer of Hebrew were to, was to distinguish the prophet from the son. So he distinguished the prophet from the son, and he explained that the prophet spoke concerning the son. So you see, God was in tragic times and in diverse manners. I have explained this to you in, I think, section 5 or section 4 or so, or 6, where it says, remember that polytrupos and polymeros? How many of you remember that? Huh? <laughs> polytrupos, polymeros. I explained it to you. So God, God, I think it's says section 6 or so, where it says, God was in diverse, uh, diverse times and in diverse manners, explained, God was in tragic times and in diverse manners, speaking in time past, unto the fathers by his prophet. That in this last day spoken unto us by his son, whom he had appointed ye of all things, by whom he made the words, who would be the brightest image of his person, by and upholding all things by his word of power, he has himself purged our sins and sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high. So now, so the brightness of the glory of God, of God's glory, and the express image of his person. So he was not one of the prophets. Jesus is not one of the prophets. That's where Muslims get it wrong. Muslims think that Jesus is a prophet. He is not one of the prophets. No. <laughs> he was not one of the prophets. Who spoke to the fathers? No. About God. As well. He is the message they spoke about. Jesus is actually the person they were talking about. All the prophets in the scriptures, in the Old Testament... Jesus was actually the person they were talking about. So he, is, he can't be part of them. Are you getting what I'm saying? He can't be, he can't be part of, he, he can't be the one who is speaking about himself. Are you getting me? So he is the one they spoke about. So that was what Hebrews 1 verse 3 was making us to understand. Look at in verse 4 to 14. He made a very invest in verse four. I'm, 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 I think I'm doing an explanation in Hebrews one in, in the book of Hebrews. Well, let's look at it. Shall. In Hebrews four verse fourteen, he, he made a very clear and important distinction between Jesus and angels. And I've explained that to you that he says he inherited the more better name than them, his authority and angels and all of those things, and not vice versa. I don't know if you remember that. I I, I think I, I explained that not long ago. And, and, I, and I told you, in verse 5 and 6 also, he speaks of Jesus' resurrections from the dead. And he says, let all, let all angels worship the Son and not vice versa. So we are to worship God and not angels worshiping us. So angels were designed, created to worship the Son. So why men worship God? Angels don't worship man. Or angels worship man, sorry. 
angels worship man, but it is in the sun. They worship man in the sun. They worship the man Christ Jesus. Are you getting me? They worship the man Christ Jesus so that and they know God. In verse 13, I said verse 13 was quoted from Psalm 110 verse 1 and that explains the prophecy about the son which was fulfilled upon the resurrection. That is, the right hand of the father was created for the son and not angels. And I told you, you are seated in Ephesians 2 verse 8 to 9. You may also see that we too, we are also seated on that right hand of authority. Look at in Hebrews 2 verse 2 also. Hebrews 2 verse 2, it says, For if the word spoken by angels, if the word spoken by angels was steadfast, it now says, And every transgression and disobedience received a just recompense of reward. How shall we escape if we neglect so great a salvation, which was first spoken by the Lord and confirmed to us by them that heard him? It says, spoken by angels, which refer to the law of Moses. You can see that in Acts 7 verse 53, Galatians 3 verse 19. Acts 7 verse 53, Galatians 3 verse 19. The word spoken by angels, it refers to the to the law of Moses. In verse 2b, where it says, um, receive, where it says, the writer, sep- and, uh, writer separated the word that is spoken of by, by, by angels, and he also spoke, he separated the one written by the Lord. It says, so great is salvation. The writer was constructed what angels said and what the Lord said, which confirmed them that he heard him and all of those things. Now, am I too fast? <laughs> all right look at verse two all right let's let, let me slow down a bit let's slow down so angels spoke about the transgression and disobedience which received which received the just recompense reward in verse two hebrews 2 verse 2 in verse 3 the lord spoke about salvation are you see what i'm doing i'm trying to give you a distinction between angels and jesus i mean if you're seeing that angels are gone just what i'm trying to do so that you can properly understand that salvation was spoken by the Lord or the salvation that was spoken by the Lord is related to what angels said. Thus, the writer explains something to us that the audience saw salvation as inclusive in the utterances of the angels. Because in Hebrews 2 verse 7, it says, Thou made it in a little lower than the angels. Hmm. And thou crowned him with glory and honor, and didst see him over the works of thy hands. And that place was quoted from Psalm 8 verse 4 to 6. And we saw that in the previous section. And in verse 9, it says, But we see Jesus. And you know, I explained to you, when it says, We see Jesus, who is made lower than the angels. And I explained to you that I said, Mid lower is it means is humanity because now is wearing this physical body. I mean if you got, got that. It's humanity. So Jesus is not lower than angels. Who. It is just because he is now in the physical body, and this physical body is because he wore this physical body because he needed this physical body to perform a function. And what was that function? He needed to die, to be buried, and to raise again with this body. So it referred to his humanity. He took up, he took on him, he, he, he didn't take the nature of angels, but the seed of Abraham. And the essence was to bring 
sons to glory. Now look at Hebrews 12. Hebrews 12. I think I'm doing a crash course on the book of Hebrews already. Well, I'm just clearing your mind that there's a difference. Hebrews 12 verse 18 to 22. Hebrews 12 verse 18 to 22. It says, I love this one. It says, for ye are not come unto the mount that might be thrust and burnt with fire, nor with blackness and darkness and tempest. When, when the writer of Hebrews is saying, you have not come to the mount that might be thrust and be burnt with fire, nor the blackness and the darkness and the tempest. What mount is he contrasting? Mount Sinai. Mount Sinai. Moses is one. Are you seeing it? That one that burned with... You remember Exodus 20? That one that burned... So you see what they say? We have not come to that mount. It's, it's not explaining it in verse 19. And the sound of the trumpet and the voice of the words which the voice they heard and the words which were spoken to them and more. Verse 20 says, And when they... And they could not endure that which was commanded. And if so much as the beast touched the mountain, it shall be stoned or thrust through the earth. And so terrible was the sight that Moses said, Ah, I see the leaf here. Ah, quick. <laughs> Look at verse 22, very key. He says, But we have come. Hallelujah. Who has the we? The believers in Christ, right? The man who is born again. He says, But we have come unto the Mount of Zion, the city of the living God. Glory to God. The heavenly Jerusalem and the innumerable company of angels to the general assembly of the firstborn. So every believer is a firstborn. Hallelujah. Amen. You know the, all those firstborn deliverance, firstborn. Nah. We have come into the general assembly of the firstborn. The church and the church uh, which are written in heaven and to the God and to God, the judge of all, and to the spirit of the judgment of the just men made perfect. So he was speaking about two dispensations. In, in verse 18 to 21, you will notice there was a dispensation, the dispensation of Moses. And now in verse 22 to 33, the third commandment. So in verse, 28 to, in verse 18 to 21, now in this same Hebrews 12, it's made us to clearly understand that the mouth of sinner, the third commandment, which have been added to Israel and the angels, the involvement of angels, which it was the involvement of angels that brought about the trembling and the quaking. Because now, the writer of Hebrew is making you see that in the original plan, you've come to the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, the innumerable company of Hebrews, the spirit of the just man made perfect. Is there trembling and quaking in that one? So, are you seeing it? So he's not making you see that it is the involvement of angels that made those quake, those those sounds, those trumpets, those blasting, those thunders. Are you seeing it? It's the involvement of angels that made those things happen. So he now spoke in verse 22 to 23 of Mount Zion, the church of the firstborn, the first begotten from the, the innumerable company of angels. Now recall something that we did. In Hebrews 1, we said something in Hebrews 1 verse 6 to 14 that the rest, and, and I told you that the writer explained in Hebrews 1 verse 6 to 14 the roles of angels. And the roles of angels were to worship the first begotten from the dead. And that's Jesus, right? I told you that the roles of angels in Hebrews 1, they were to worship God, right? Worship the man, Christ Jesus, who is seated in authority. They are not seated in authority, right? And I explained to you that 
his authority is all over angels, right? Jesus has authority over angels. All the angels were to worship the sons. They were designed and created to worship the son. And that it is the son that sits at the right hand, remember, and not angels. It's the son of God that sits at the right hand, not angels. And I told you, all angels are ministering spirits sent forth to minister to them who shall be here of salvation. Hebrews 1 verse 14. So that is, angels are designed to serve you. Angels are to serve the believer, the son. When we say son now, we can simply say the believer. So in other words, at the resurrection... Angels no longer exist or function like the Old Testament. Upon the resurrection of Christ, angels do not do God said all those uh, quaking, trembling again. No. Because now, the original person that they wanted to point to has come. Is it making sense? So, Upon the resurrection, angels no longer exist or function like they did in the Old Testament because now we are in Zion. Glory to God. We are in Zion. All angels now worship and serve him. They are no longer doing what does not concern them again. Because now we are now in two dispensations. Christ has paid the sacrifice now. As at that time, they were still using human um, animals to offer sacrifices. They were still doing so many things as they like. Moses could wake up one morning and say, uh, anybody that look at me twice, dead. And angels too, we back him up. <laughs> Such an authority. Are you getting what I'm saying? But now we are no longer in that covenant again. We are now in the city of Zion. This is a prelude into my teaching. What that I'll teach you, probably I have to quickly even do it now. Very soon, maybe next Bible seminar. I'll do it. Now we are in Zion. That's the message. That's the title. Now we are in Zion. New Testament ministry of angels. Now we are in Zion. So I will now make you understand your right and benefit. What angels do for you now? You know, you know, you have seen what they were doing in the Old Testament. Now you need to see what they have, what they're supposed to do now. Oh, eh? You agree? <laughs> so now we are in Zion. Glory to God. So, and in Zion, all angels worship, they serve, they minister for and to the Son. And by identification, the church is the firstborn. Hallelujah. We are the church of the firstborn. We are. We are. So, remember again, angels no longer exist or function like they did in the Old Testament now. So today, don't wake up. So that is why, to clear your mind on the character of God in today's world, you cannot wake up now and they will just be, you cannot say, because thunder sparked. You know, there's all these superstitions that happen. You say, ah, thunder, well. it means God is angry with you. I don't know if you had those superstitions growing up. When you hear, brrr, brrr. see, eh, God is angry with somebody. Then you now quickly go and hide. They'll tell you that if you stay beside the wall, uh, the thunder can meet you there or something. I don't know. There's different superstitions of those things. No. That's not happening. Geography will explain it to you. Why thunder strikes. <laughs> There's no, no, no attribute to God or not God. It's just nature now. Are you getting me? But in the Old Testament, just because they don't even know what is even going on, everything is called Elohim in their own time. 
<laughs> That's why they thought rain even falls from heaven. Rain is in the cloud. If they look up, anything that just is up is heaven. That is why Moses called the sky heaven. The firmament, that's not heaven. Anything that is just above is evil, just because it's clear. So you and I, in today's world now, we look up and we say evil. When evil supposed to be within? <laughs> no, that song is good. Yeah. Evil come, everyone has come down already to you. You didn't want evil without us, but Jesus, you brought evil. There's nothing wrong with it. The glory of God fills your soul. Yeah. Heaven came down to you. Your song said, He didn't want heaven without us. So, Jesus, you brought heaven down. Jesus brought heaven down upon the resurrection. Heaven now lives in you. What you are running to is with you. (laughs) (laughs) That heavenly race is here. What not so remember, remember I told you something. Those guys in the old testament, they had a lot of superstition. If they look up, if they look down, head. That's why they used to say the devil is underneath. It's the match the devil. <laughs> See, let me tell you, if you go off up up the sky, you will still not find the devil. It's just be mammoths, sky. Are you getting what I'm saying? Heaven is just an immaterial world. The world in the spirit. Are you getting me? Heaven is just the world in the spirit. It is not in the sky. Stop thinking. It's because you are too greedy. That's why I'm thinking Jesus just became a construction site worker. To go and be creating heaven and to go and be constructing one mansion for you. You see, it's street of gold. Where is gold on? Is gold not formed on it? So just we use earthly things to go and build devil. You know, you know we did not think. It's a street of gold. Is it a, where is gold found? Is it not the, 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 the health? So Jesus will now come and borrow what is what they use on the earth to go and build devil. So they will be DHL in it all, FedEx in it all, <laughs> USPS in it. Agents will be that's the work of it. They will do agents will be doing agents will be doing construction working, yeah, two day shipping. <laughs> nah. Heaven is just the immaterial world. Are you getting what I'm saying? Heaven is just the world in the spirit. Angels are in the spirit. God is in the spirit. You too, you are in the spirit. A man born again is in the spirit. Are you getting what I'm saying? So we walk, so we can safely say, that's why it says in, in John 3, any man who is born again is born of the Spirit. So I can safely say I am in the Spirit. Glory to God. Glory to God. So angels, no, so that's why they will just look around, wake up in the morning and say, God, that can't be God. Are you getting what I'm saying? No, you see a thunder strike, you see fire, you see this, you say God is judging the world. That's how COVID came. Everybody say God is trying to punish the world. You think God will punish the world with vac- with, with something that human beings will not create vaccine for? No, think. If God really wanted to punish the world, you think scientists will find the cure? 
If God really wants to judge the world, if the way you are thinking God now is in your mind, though, that he wants to judge the world and deal with everybody, scientists will now find the cure for God. <laughs> Think. That can be God. That's the devil. That's why I taught you people, go and listen to the message, what does the devil really do? He doesn't want to be known. He will hide under the guise of science to kill human beings. Then you too, because you are inconsistent, and preachers were preaching on the pulpit and saying, that's God. Brethren, repent. Brethren, Jesus is coming soon. Has he come now? This is 2022. Has Jesus now come? He only came for those who have died. Has Jesus now come since the 2019 COVID? You know, it, to us, it started in 2020. To those in China, it started in 2019. That's why it's called COVID-19. But actually, to the other world, it is COVID-20. But <laughs> to those where it started from, it's 19. So when people wake up and say, that's God. That can't be God. And you get to it. That's pure devil. So, remember again, like I said, ah, my time is fast, but like I said, the activities of angels, as those activities of angels of oh, helping Moses to package things, do no, it doesn't exist again. So any man who calls you and die, that's devil. And something happened to you, and you say it's because he spoke negative words to me. That's the devil. He only worked with dem demons. Now angels just minister to those who shall be heirs of salvation. <laughs> Are you getting what I'm saying? They serve and worship the sun. So if God does not do evil, they too cannot do evil. Are you seeing it? They would rather deliver you from evil. I, th I think it's time to teach that mercy. I think I've really graduated. That's the very easy joy started coming to my fellowship. 2017, 2018. And, and, and AY, because of ministry of angels. <laughs> so it took me how many years to finally now teach you this. <laughs> I remember, Joy was very excited. I, will know, I think I was teaching in Corridor that day, in IAPUY. Then she now said, she's coming the next Bible seminar. I think I now, that's when I started, maybe um, Believer and the Ministry or something. I think I switched it to teach something. Maybe tongues or something. I don't know, I can't remember. But I shall know that that was what brought you to, to me. <laughs> now it's almost five years you are still here <laughs> and you are just hearing the angels teaching for the first time <laughs> so maybe you will not start packing your bag to go now <laughs> when you finally hear what you came to hear <laughs> enjoy joy no you are just joking <laughs> alright so that was why um, so let me begin to close here So I'll, I'll just close here I will pick it up from here tomorrow See, there's, lot, there's a lot to study, honestly. There's, there's, mm -hmm. <laughs> How many of you have seen it now? That there's a lot to yes, study. Yes, <laughs> uh, why are you guys doing? <laughs> uh, can I continue? Should I continue? Maybe <laughs> 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 you said there's a lot to study. Now, why don't you want me to continue? <laughs> me, I'm not tired. All right. Thank you.
us why Paul and Peter wrote that they learned the manifold wisdom of God from the church. In Ephesians 3 verse 10, it says, To the infant, Ephesians 3 verse 10, To the infant, that now the principalities and power in heavenly places be known by the church, the manifold wisdom of God. 1 Peter 1 verse 12, it says, Look at 1 Peter 1 verse 12. 1 Peter 1 verse 12. Let's go there. 1 Peter 1 verse 12. 1 Peter 1 verse 12. As I begin to round off. 1 Peter 1 verse 12. Have you been enjoying these sections? We'll continue tomorrow. And we'll look to... We'll look... 7 p.m. tomorrow. We'll continue. 1 Peter 1 verse 12. It says, Unto whom was revealed... That not unto themselves, but unto us, did the minister of things which are reported to us by them that preached the gospel unto you, the Holy Ghost, sent down from heaven, which things the angels do what? Desire to look. Look at Revelations 19, verse 10. Look at John's encounter, Revelations 19, verse 10. Now we are in Zion. Glory to God. Revelation 19 says, And I fell at his feet to worship him. And he said to me, See that thou do it not. Now this was John. He fell on his feet to worship angel. Ah! (laughs) Don't try it. (laughs) Uh, See that thou do it not. For I am what? Thy fellow servant. And of thy brethren. That have the testimony of Jesus. He says, worship God. For the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. So the believer, therefore, should be at rest. <laughs> Tell your neighbor, say, you should be at rest. Yeah. You should. You should. You should be at rest. Should be at God's revel- you should be at rest with God's revelation in Christ. Because all that we ever need to know about God is already revealed in his son. We just have to find out. All that we ever knew about God is already revealed in His Son. God revealed Himself in Christ. So He spoke to us in Christ and not through angels. Angels were designed to worship God. So remember what I told you about the worship of angels, right? Do you remember? So when we are practicing all those Moses' law, it's that simple. So, it's church and not vice versa. So, therefore, angels, this implies that angels have changed their view about God also. Because now, they could now see God in the flesh. Oh, wow. This is how God is acting. Oh, okay. Because now they are seeing God in the flesh, in the four Gospels, in His humanity, in His incarnation. Go listen to the incarnation. I did a series on that. They are now seeing Him. Luke 9, verse 51 to 52, I, I, I showed you that. So he rebuked them. He said, the Son of Man has not come to destroy men's life, but to do what? To say. Can we and you say that the involvement of Elijah in killing them was angels in First Kings? Can we say that? Yeah. Let's look at the 2 Kings 1 verse 12. 
Second Kings 1 verse 12. Second Kings 1 verse 12. Do you notice that? How many of you noticed something? Moses, there was a fire in the burning bush. How many of you noticed that? There was fire too in Exodus. How many of you noticed that? So can we safely say one of the activities of angels in the Old Testament was related with fire? Yes, sir. I don't know if you can, can see that. Yes. So if, now look at 2 Kings 1 verse 12. 2 Kings 1 verse 12. Are you there? He says, and Elijah answered and said to them, if I be a man of God, let do what? Let fire do what? Come down from them. Wait, give me a second. He says, let fire come down from heaven. He now says, and do what? And consume thee and the fifty and the fire of God. You know, we can simply say the fire of Elohim, right? Yes, sir. Is it making sense? Came down from heaven and consumed him and the 50. <laughs> Elijah is here. <laughs> so Elijah authorized. So how did he do it? He authorized them with his words. If I be a man of God, let fire come. See, to evoke certain things is just through your words, so. Someone say, ah, eh, eh, I need to show some people Shenge. You are not born again. <laughs> you have the spirit of God. You can't do such a thing. So he authorized them with his words. So to do the things that they did, the consummation of soldiers, in verse 13, in verse 14, he says, there fire came down from heaven, burnt up the two soldiers. In verse 15, look at verse 15, very key. Look at verse 15 of that place, very key. Read it. So who has been walking? <laughs> Are you saying that you people have not just read properly? You see why I told you I said a preacher of the gospel will not be lazy. You must look at the scriptures. Let me show you. <laughs> My time is really gone. <laughs> Let me show you one last example. Then we'll go. Second Kings. Second Kings six verse fifteen. Let's show, let me show you Elisha and Geazi. Then we'll continue from here tomorrow. Is this blessing you? Yes, sir. Second Kings. Abi, I should not stop. Abi, I should just. I should just. I just. I should just. I think that's the trending thing on on TikTok. I should just. I should just. All right, Second Kings. As Second Kings fifteen, six. six fifteen. Sorry. Let's read. Let's be fast. Let's read from fifteen to twenty. And when the servant of men, when the servant of the man of God, hmm, of the man of God, see the that is exactly see. No, that is exactly where those statements come from. The man of God. When they see Elisha and Elijah, ah, ah, ah. when they see, you, you want to try fly, you want to, you want to try Elijah, you will just wake up and let fire consume you. <laughs> That's the man, oh God, emoji. Oh God. 
<laughs> he says, when the servant of the man of God was risen early and gone forth, behold, a host encompassed the city, both horses and chariots. And the servant said unto him, Alas, my master, how shall we do? And he said, No, fear not, for they that are with us are more than they that be with them. Now, look at this statement. He said, For they that are with us are do what? Now, is God us? Are you seeing it? In that says, but those, but that. Okay, okay, come to, let's read on. In that says, read on, let's read on. Uh, we are, where were we? Where were we? Okay, verse 16 now. In that says, fear not, for they that with us are more than they that with us. Look at verse 17. It says, and Elisha prayed and said, Lord, I pray thee, open his eyes that he may see. And the Lord opened the eyes of the young man, and he saw. The mountain was full with horses, right? Chariots of fire, right? Chariots of fire can mean what again? Angel. angel. I've always told you the operations of you. If you see the semblance of how angels work, they are in patterns. When you see fire like that, what do you notice? Angel. You saw fire in the burning bush, Exodus three. Who was there? Angel. You saw fire on the mountain in Mount Sinai. Who was there? Angel. Are you, are you seeing the operations like that? So. In verse, look at it. It says, and he saw chariots of fire. Hiya. I remember there was a conference. People will remember. League of the people. We called one meeting with these chariots of fire. I mean, you remember? Men of fire. Oh, you forgot it. We had a conference like that. <laughs> we said, League of the Pacers. The wow. men of fire. <laughs> and the Lord opened his eyes and he saw and behold the mountain was full with horses and chariots of fire around about Elisha verse 18 and they came down to him Elisha prayed unto the Lord and said smite these people and he smote them with what? <laughs> and he smote them with blindness according to the word of what? Elisha. look at is it God now? Yeah. brethren men and brethren if your pastor comes to you one day, I mean, not me now, <laughs> and say, man of God, if you try me. You know, a lot of preachers have made themselves that way. If you try me, you remember what happened to Elisha? Look at how he said, according to the word of who? Elisha. Yeah. So Elisha did what? He, what, what? Let me tell you what happened. He gave instructions to angels to act upon. And they akined to his words. Just like they akined to the word of Elijah. So we see what happened to Elijah, right? Now we are seeing what happened to Elijah. Like father, like son. <laughs> like pastor, like disciple. <laughs> so Elijah evoked the words of angels, right? He, evokes, he used his words, then evoked the word of angels. Then... Elisha did the same thing. And he evoked blindness. Could God of the... Now, let's look at God who wants to heal the sick. Could he have been inflicting blindness on people? Yes, that cannot happen. Are you seeing it now? God who he says he wants to heal the sick. Okay, let's do it this way. Chase Bank wants to give you Credit card. <laughs> 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 
Chase card, Chase Bank wants to give you credit card and they give you money. Now, could Chase Bank now be the one not wanting you to get a job? They want you to get a job. In fact, even before you apply, they would have you would have showed the proof of your job, right? So that you will pay the money back. You know, if you don't have a job, they will not consider you. That is exactly who God is. It can't be the one who is inflicting blindness and also healing the blindness. The God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ must be clear in your minds on who he is. Hallelujah. We'll continue from here. Praise God.